0: This episode is brought to you in part by Dr. Tony Evans, author of Kingdom Kindness. Learn how to become a countercultural force by reflecting God's kindness. Find this and other uplifting resources on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold.
1: Welcome back to Once Upon a Time in Wakanda. I'm Bo. I'm Aaron. And we are without our fearless leader, as he's got some uh, family uh, business going on right now, but our prayers are with T'Challa. Not T'Challa. I'm sorry. Wow. Freudian slip to Tyler, <laughs> Prayers are with Tyler, uh, with everything that he's got going on right now. Aaron James, it's been a while. Um, we could pull back the curtain a little bit. It's been a while since you and I have heard each other's voices. And man, it is so good to hear your voice.
0: It is good to hear yours as well. And it is so good, man. I I can't tell you how awesome it is right now and just how happy I am just to be back and uh, to be back on a mic with you, man. Definitely missing Tyler um, for sure. But this is just such an awesome thing right now just to be back on the mic with you guys, man.
1: Absolutely. Way. All right. So we're about to dive into this movie. There's so many different angles that we could go about this. I think we're just going to take it character to character. And honestly, the we got to start with kind of, you know, the 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 crux of the entire movie, right? Like we this is a Black Panther film without a Black Panther.
0: Yes. Yes. It was. Man. It. you're, You're sitting there, and at the beginning, the manner in which Marvel did the intro. Uh, where it was, it was, it was that tribute, and it was silent, which I thought was very, just very, po- just a very powerful moment at the very beginning of the movie. Think about it: when have we ever anticipated a sequel like this? That we knew the main character that we had become accustomed to and admired and followed—that be- that was like this, this, this cultural icon, right? We knew he wouldn't be there. And yet the anticipation was still there. And the manner in which tribute was paid to him from the opening credit was just powerful. Uh and I thought it was done well.
1: Yeah, you know, it was it was a bold choice. I remember thinking that during the the silence. I was like, this is a bold choice. Because that is a long intro. You know what I mean? Like yes, that, that Marvel yes. logo is long. Mm-hmm. And so you were really sitting there. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like there was like a tribute. Like, I think it said like for Chadwick or something at the beginning of the movie prior to the logo. And then we go straight from that into the hospital scene. And no, 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 I'm sorry. We go straight from that to a prayer. Yeah. To Shuri praying to Bast that if you save my brother, I'll never question your existence again. hmm which is such a real, mm, there's a lot of, there's a lot. <laughs> there's yes. a lot in that opening moment of that opening statement of that opening prayer. And then we go straight into the crisis mode of essentially what is not necessarily the hospital room, but is essentially kind of the, you know, they're working on trying to come up with a cure and it's that ER type of feeling uh, from a Wakandan level for sure. Let, okay. Mm. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in this. <laughs> oh, without a doubt.
0: <laughs> for sure. Are,
1: I I don't want to speak for Tyler, but I will say I did get right out of it, and I texted him. Or no, he got he got out of it. He saw it before I did. I texted him what he thought. He said, "You know, I need to sit with it because there's it's hard to it's hard to talk about without spoiling it, and there's just it just really made me miss Chadwick. And I think that there, I think that there's just a lot to unpack here, and there's just a lot of different components. The thing that ran throughout for me, I'm curious if you saw this as well, but like Shuri's arc of mourning without meaning like the challenge of mourning without meaning hmm. you know what I mean when and what, what I'm saying is that like the cry out she she's always kind of represented in kind of this like diaspora of kind of opinions and thought leaders in kind of the Wakandan world she's mm-hmm. kind of that progressive tech focused we don't need the old ways we don't need tradition yeah yeah Like, it's all about, you know, progressing things forward. And that's an interesting character to have as part of this, you know, kind of chorus of characters surrounding your your main, right?
0: She definitely sticks out, right? That is a very stark contrast in the way that she is processing her grief or at the beginning we could say a lack thereof right and 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 the manner in which everyone else is processing while they are processing their grief rooted in their faith in in the deity and the traditions and and the manner in which it's giving them a far more solid foundation a lot Clearer view in terms of their thinking and a path forward, and like you said, the morning without meaning—it's definitely applicable. I, th- I think that's a perfect way to put it for her.
1: It's so interesting, and like I, I, I felt like I felt that prayer. <laughs> you know, like mm. it was such, it's such a powerful way to start the movie because, like, I, I just, I really, I, I felt the earnestness, and I think that we all like it, it's when you're pushed to a crisis. Like you really are, no matter who you are, you could be like the most staunchly atheist person in the world and you are crying out to the cosmos because you acknowledge your absolute loss of control in Mm. that
0: moment. Yes.
1: And for this to be the princess of the most powerful nation on the world, possessing the most powerful technology, the most powerful medicine, you know, it's, we always talked about, you know, the notion of, of Wakanda has the cure to cancer, right? Well, clearly not. Right, at least yeah. we're dealing with with some sort of sickness that you know they never actually name it. But man, I also remember like just thinking how much I hate cancer. I hate the people. I hate that we we continue to lose people to cancer, and we've seen cancer as an enemy to some extent in the MCU before, but we've never seen it take such a specific blow. And I guess I'm getting a little meta there, as opposed to you know, the,
0: the no, 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 no. No, you're you're absolutely right. It struck me like this: the whole. So I'm sitting there, right, at the beginning, and do you know who came to mind? Christopher Reeves, because you know, so Chadwick Boseman, an incredible actor. You know, one of the things that he is known for was just playing these just amazing historic you know, people, right. In, in, in actual history and actual life, whether it's James Brown or Thurgood Marshall, right. Or Jackie Robinson. So icon after
1: icon, after icon.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Icon after icon. Right. And so, but then like he, and, and he did a phenomenal job playing all of those characters, but then man, it's just none of them stuck and elevated culturally like him playing T'Challa. And The only person that I can compare him to with that similar dynamic is the manner in which Christopher Reeves is synonymous with Superman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Christopher Mm -hmm. Reeves, like back in the day, man, I know if you're younger and you're listening to this episode, you're like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right, but right, right. this this gentleman, Christopher Reeves, man, he was Superman. Like the, the manner in which people would see T'Challa and give, you know, the Wakandan salute, you know, people would see Christopher Reeves and like, that's not Christopher Reeves, that's Superman. <laughs> and then his his tragic accident, which, you know, was was a very public thing, and to and to watch him become a quadriplegic and 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 ultimately tragically uh lose his life, I think that was in my thinking, the only person that I could even begin to compare that to, that you have this um, this this man, this artist who portrays a character that just causes this massive swell of pride and and then uh, the manner in which the movies have been done in terms of representation and imagination about the possibilities and potential and all of those things, man. It, it was, again, just never seen that before. And um, I also say that I appreciate them for not shying away from it. They didn't. You know, sometimes... Um, something happens, like in a movie franchise, or or just within inter- the entertainment industry itself, particularly on screen, right? Where you know someone is lost, and there is like, huh, and then automatically moves on,
1: right? Yeah, recast or you know rewrite. Yeah,
0: we, we, we recast, rewrite, move on, and there is very little just remembrance or 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 felt effect after that person's exit. And, um, you know, just sitting there and just taking this movie in, I felt like they, instead of, uh, running away from that, they leaned into it. Big time.
1: Okay. I have, I will be honest, man. I've got complex feelings about that. (laughs) I think think from a a narrative standpoint, I really appreciate that. And Mm -hmm. I think that the way in which they use it, I mean, like there's, There's the discussion, the debate about, you know, recasting T'Challa and and we won't get into that right now, but i mean, like, there's, there's, you know, arguments to be made throughout there. But in terms of what you talk about, I think, I think from a story standpoint, the way in which this, you know, they, they did lean into it, I think was beautiful. I do, I want to, I want to be, I want to be mindful about this because like. I think that there's a lot of positivity in the fact that, especially with the beginning, with the funeral, kind of this homegoing or you know Wakandan homegoing ceremony, and kind of giving kind of a culture, a cultural cathartic, you know, moment to mourn this seismic loss of this actor, this talent, and this symbol that Black Panther uh, was and has become, is is important, and I think that was good, and I think that was really great. Part of what I think I've been feeling over the last several I mean over phase four as a whole. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Like I feel like we have gotten so many tributes to Chadwick in what if or you know, at different kind of, you know, Marvel things at Disney things, where it almost starts to feel like the mouse is monetizing grief. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, so this is where the complexity yeah, comes in, yeah, and so in from a from a narrative standpoint and kind of from from what that provided, I, I I feel that I think that's really good. I think you're exactly right, but i I felt like this was the time, and I think that one of the things that i've I've seen throughout in other different Marvel presentations, Disney presentations, and the way in which kind of Chadwick was his death was i i mean, again, I want to be careful here, but almost kind of used as a marketing tool hmm. felt awkward. I guess is for lack of a better term.
0: Oh, I understand that completely. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: So I, but like, I do think that the way in which they, they, you know, the, the story was structured where everything was kind of where Shuri was essentially kind of our, our point of view character. She was, you know, despite the fact that you do have all these characters that surround her. I thought her journey, especially in the first two acts of this movie in processing that grief, the challenges that, that arose throughout. And then also just trying to figure out, I think, who she is she's a side character that became a main character that is a that is a shock to the system you know what i mean yes yes and i think i really think that for the first two acts of this movie she played it so very well and i think that arc in particular i think she did a
0: fantastic job with she really did the evolution of shuri from the cute baby sister genius to vengeful black panther was, I was like, wow, you know, and of course there was a lot in between, you know, in, in, in her development there, she did a phenomenal job. I thought it wasn't, it didn't feel rushed, right. It it wasn't like it was, you know, it was like, no, it was, it was in stages. You get that dynamic when you read a book, when you read a novel series, right. The development of a character, the maturity of a character, or you get it in a series, you know, like uh for all of you breaking bad fans out there, um, <laughs> you know, or, or just shows like that where you, you you see a character and when you first meet them, you're like, Oh, you know, you felt everybody felt bad for Walt, you know, for everybody who's watched that show. And uh and then by the time it's over, you're like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so and so to to get that type of journey, not in a series, not in a novel, but in a movie, I, I thought I thought that was done well.
1: Yeah. I I was somebody early on that really was was hoping that we would see her as Black Panther in the sequel um even even right after getting out of the theater for for the first movie I was like oh this is going to be you know and I was like oh, what if she actually synthesizes perhaps like a like her own heart-shaped herb and so you essentially have two Black Panthers one that's going to be in Wakanda and then one that's going to be kind of operating you know more uh out kind of globally and that sort of thing which would yeah. be kind of an interesting structure so I I, I was looking forward to to her becoming Black Panther was something I was super hyped for throughout. Same Even here. like, man, the predictions were like, okay, every, everybody's going to be Black Panther. No, like, like, Umbaku's going to be Black Panther. Like, what? No, like, no, no. <laughs> I, I won't name any names, but I saw a lot of like, Umbaku's going to be Black Panther. I'm like, that, no, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I had that same anticipation, dude. Um, because, because we know in the comics, Shuri does become Black Panther. Right. And, and has uh, a phenomenal run, uh, a very important place in Wakandan history and development through different wars, whether that's with uh, Namor, Dr. Doom, you know, and others. And, and so she she has an amazing place in Wakandan history and in Wakandan leadership. And, and so I my my desire was to see her take that mantle i didn't want to see anybody else like it was some crazy theories out there bro like you know the the talk of bringing you know oh killmonger really didn't die and this and that i don't know if you heard that (laughs) one you know oh i I heard that one yeah i was like no man no you know it's it it it, it was like no i i was like i want to see i want to see shuri take this and uh take this mantle and and run with it i was really excited to see that
1: well, and it was interesting, like, okay, so the chaotic nature that she was in because of obviously she lost her brother. She's dealing with, or she's, she's kind of failing at dealing with that grief. She's trying to connect or her mother's trying to connect with her during all this time. We suddenly get, uh, Namor, Namor, pronounced differently by different characters. So I think we've, we yes. you know, <laughs> was- I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool either way. I'm, I, I can go. Yeah, I can yeah, go yeah, Namor. Yeah. I can go Namor. I might go both <laughs> back and forth throughout the <laughs> podcast. But uh, you know, we got him coming in and kind of you know making his statement. Man, let's talk about this dude. So Namor, there was a strong hope I think since the earliest days, and I think since some of the rumors had started getting around about a deleted scene or a potentially deleted scene from the first Black Panther of these wet footsteps walking up to the throne. Had you heard about this? No, I've not. But- apparently this is something that maybe even kugler like pitched but then feige was like we're not quite ready to bring namor in yet and so there was always kind of this this hype this kind of like undertones of like okay we know that Namor's is coming we know that, that something's happening under the water uh and there's you know could it very well be that this is going to lead to a war with Wakanda? And lo and behold, we finally kind of get that coming to fruition here. Now, this is a completely reimagining, almost completely reimagining of Namor, of, you know, the the underwater city, which uh, here they've renamed as Talakan which is, uh, I, you know, uh, completely reimagined as this, was it Mayan, I want to say?
0: Yeah, because it was the, the set on the Yucatan Peninsula. So that would have been Mayan. Yes. Yeah
1: might well, it's very mind inspired in terms of like the uh you know the the architecture and and oh the for sure and everything else mm-hmm. absolutely uh, what was your knowledge of Namor kind of going into this what was your you know thoughts on the more like what what do you think man overall was this did this meet your expectations or did you even have any going
0: on uh i I did right so one of my biggest things that I wanted to see was his motivation uh he is a character with just some really Interesting layers and dynamics, right? You know, he is a character that throughout Marvel history, first and foremost, you know, of course, it's, 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 it's he's an Atlantean, you know, in the comics, and he is someone that is hyper vigilant and passionate about protecting his people and his homeland. And throughout the, the, his arc in the comics, It puts him in these very interesting positions where sometimes he is the straight-up villain, and other times he's an Avenger. (laughs) You know, he's working with Captain America and and Bucky in World War II, you know, (laughs) against the Axis. And so I was really interested to see what the trigger would be for him to become Wakanda's enemy that was that was like that was my biggest thing that I wanted to see um how they would how that would play out on screen for for namor yeah
1: yeah you're right i mean he's always been very much kind of a one like whatever he's focused in on he is focused in on he goes after it nothing else you know any anything that gets in his way is going to get destroyed uh at <laughs> or moved at best yeah and what i thought was they, they did that was very interesting is that they made they made namor Charming like they they gave him such a range uh, to knock I want to say is the name of the actor. Um, I think this is his first film that he's been uh, a part of and did a fantastic job of being charming, sympathetic uh, at at times we see him very kind of kind almost tender. These are mm-hmm. not aspects mm-hmm. that you would kind of uh, like like think when you you know if you're familiar with comic book Namor you wouldn't really think of those. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he,
0: he's about. the guy that at one point his own kingdom is like, listen, dude. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're too much, man. <laughs> like you gotta go.
1: <laughs> have a have, have a have a Snickers. You need to eat something or
0: what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: but at the same time he still brought that ferocity man when he when he threatened like when he kind of turned up the threat especially on ramunda uh and like i will i will come here i will kill you you know like he's just he's just being very clear about this is what i'm about to do and i remember and we'll get to it but when when he kills her in the throne room after attacking wakanda and then just like take care of your dad i'm out like i'm like he did exactly what he said he was going to do. And Stone that, Cold, bro. That's 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 the more channeling Namor.
0: <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so <laughs> so it, it, it's definitely, man. So you have this range of him being literally a ruthless killer, which is very consistent with his character. Like when when other people at at one point in the comics, you know, when other heroes and characters were hesitant to destroy one of the alternate Earths, you know, he did it. <laughs> like, like he stepped up, he was like, I'll do it, you know? And, and without remorse. But then, the scene where there he and Shuri are together, and the manner in which he engages her, I was like, wow, it, it really, it, it's easy to dehumanize a an insensitive, just you know sadistic villain right it's easy for us to do that but when you see like you said the the tender side when you see reason when you see compassion and then when you are given a backstory that resonates deeply with you seeing him literally from his birth boyhood into manhood it really made the difference, and then you know, and then he kills Ramonda after you see that. Yeah, and you're like, what, what? So it it's like, honestly, man, it feels like you know that part, like trying to just kind of, uh, just just grapple with it. It just felt like a car that just kept shifting gears on you, you know, man. Like yes. And it, it really did. And, um, you know, my son and I were talking and just his whole thing, the, the manner in which he led the attack on Wakanda, right? When Thanos did it and it was the whole snap and everything that we saw, we I, the way that we processed that was different because there was no element of finality to it. You know, you, walk, you walked out of the theater and you're like, okay. A bunch of people turn to dust, but it's gonna work out like it's they're, they're gonna come back. They're they're gonna figure out a figure way, they're gonna figure out a way, right? right Man, right. it really gripped me because to watch <sighs> Namor mm-hmm. and the manner in which you're watching the kids on the street and families, there were people with like physical disabilities and things like that, and it was just ruthless. It was such a sense of finality to it. Like this is you know it was it was so serious man and it, it really gripped me sitting there um and and i i, I kind of honestly that left a lasting impression on me <laughs> yeah from the movie probably almost more so than anything and i
1: mean do you think tied to your profession like being kind of in a war zone that's a little bit more in
0: oh for sure like, that's a, like that's exactly urban it. setting versus yeah
1: like yeah the field yeah
0: Yeah, that that's exactly it. Um, You know, for all of our for all of our listeners, um, you know, I'm just coming back from almost a year long tour overseas, where Mm -hmm. you know, in some of the environments that I was in, I was like in an urban setting and stuff like that, and so Mm -hmm. yeah, Bo, that was just real. (laughs) Yeah, like no, that makes sense, man. Yeah, for sure, because that's the
1: deal. Like with Thanos, it was literally the border. Like they were they Mm -hmm. like they were on the border of Wakanda, and so. And they, they that shield even it's like literally they they could puncture they punctured the shield and they got a little bit of ground and that's it. But you're right, Namor is like yeah. right there right in the center, right in the capital, literally right on like outside the throne room. And okay, Oof, All right, I want to jump to this, but at the same time. This, uh, I, I will jump to this, but then I want to circle back to uh, Tala because I've got, you know, some thoughts around. I want to hear your thoughts around. On oh, for your, sure. Uh, kind of the, the reimagining there. But all right. So he goes to the throne room. The big shock, I think, of this movie is the death of Ramunda. Yes. Um, I I have feelings about that, <laughs> that Aaron. <laughs> like, why? why? Okay. <laughs> I have such complicated feelings about this movie. Was it important? Like, did they have to kill Ramonda? Would you think that was like legitimate? Cause I was sitting there thinking like, okay. Cause I guess Sherry needs to see somebody in the ancestral plane, or at least there needs to be a mystery of who she's going to see, but that needs, that already exists anyway, because we don't know how they're going to handle to Did she have yeah. to die? Like, did they have to kill Ramonda? Like, did she have to die? Like, that's the
0: thing. I, 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 mm. I don't think she had to, man. I I, I don't. As a matter of mm. fact, when you know w- when they're working to resuscitate her, I'm thinking, oh yeah, any minute, you know, it's she's, she's, she's gonna come back, like, and and then when she doesn't, I'm like, guys, how much more can Shuri lose, man? <laughs> like, what we, like, what are we doing here? You know, it, like it, in a way. I get it, but I don't think it was necessary. I,
1: I think it's going to be very hard, or at least I hope it is very hard for Namor to be seen as redeemable after this, because that that puts it over the edge for him. That takes it. That takes away like a pillar of this
0: franchise. <laughs> listen, listen. You bring up a very very great point mm. because there is a point in time where there is an alliance that yes. takes place between shuri as black panther um it involves the fantastic four war machine hmm. monica rambo hmm. you know and uh against this you know very uh despotic character from Latveria. <laughs> <So. laughs> who did not show up in this movie by the way <laughs> who did not show up and so you're right it's like man if they get together in the future they got some stuff to work through you know
1: yeah yeah well and i'm just thinking even from from the standpoint of us as an audience like killing the queen mother is kind of um no <laughs> just like yeah yeah no No, like there's so much loss already. Like literally it's just constant loss, death, death, death after death. And I get that that's to some extent the narrative because there's a realness to that. But man, part of the beauty of what the franchise has been is the escapism of Wakanda. And it's like, there was no rebuilding from this movie of like, a few like like a Wakanda where dreaming is pop like you know what I mean. It felt like almost yeah. Wakanda without dreams is kind of what we ended up with
0: at okay. the end of the movie. So to your point, at the beginning when when the Queen is addressing the nations, mm, dude, yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes there yes. is such boldness and. And strategy and cunning and wisdom and, you know, it really, it was, it was like, we know who we are. We know our place in this Mm. world Mm. and what we're capable of. And by the way, we know what you're capable of. Mm. Then you find out, (laughs) wait a minute, there's another group of people who have vibranium. Uh Oh, you know, (laughs) right, 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 right. Okay, now the, the playing field has been been leveled, um, especially when Okoye is in that epic fight scene Ooh. on the bridge where the mm. fierce warrior that she is, she's giving everything that she has. And where we would normally see her vanquish her enemies, be victorious, and move on with grace and style, mm. she's bested in battle. Yep. Yep. And it's like, Who are these people? And so the aura of invincibility around Wakanda, the advantage and the advancement as a result of their possession of vibranium, uh, that's just – it just – poof, gone. (laughs) And to watch them, the people – from top to bottom, from the royal family down to the the normal everyday Wakandan citizen, if you will, suffer and feel the effects of that. Again, not on their borders, but within the heart of Wakanda, literally causing them to be refugees. Was pretty. That was heavy. That was dark.
1: Oh, extremely, man. You mentioned a She she had a rough time. This movie. Whew. that that scene where Ramonda is like taking her to task. And it's like, cause at first you're thinking like, I mean, like it's a Koye. What? And then like, she starts listing off like, oh yeah, no, that did happen. Oh yeah, no, that happened. T- oh man. You know, you just start to like the weight of, I don't want to even say her failure, <laughs> but like, like the weight that Ramonda has been carrying. And it's like, you're the one, you are our protector. And my family is dying off. And by the way, I'm going to be dead by the end of this movie. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Her performance, by the way, Deny Guerrero. She just, she gave a phenomenal performance, I think, throughout. I think it's, for me, man, she was kind of the standout, honestly, uh, performance overall. Angela Bassett had some incredible moments. The one that you referenced in particular was a highlight. But I just think, like, in many respects, this was kind of a Koye's movie from the weight that she had on all of her scenes.
0: Oh yeah, that was, dude. I wanted to cry for her. Oh yeah, in that scene, uh, because she literally gave she gave it all that she had, man. And she remember what it felt like when her husband was so unfair to Mm. T'Challa for not bringing Claw back. Mm. Like like Mm -hmm. he he did everything that he could do. They were sabotaged by Killmonger. You know he he did everything that he said he would do, and yet it was held against him. And it was actually fuel to betray him. Hmm. It 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 was like, man, now that, that same dynamic, but in an opposite way, is being pushed to his wife. Wow. <laughs> pushed to the court. Wow. Age. Yeah, man. You know, uh, it's like, no, you don't understand. You were not there, you didn't see her given everything that she had, this hmm. this this warrior um and, and guardian that she is to protect Shorty. Man, it was really hard. And when she put her spear into the into the floor there, and and walked away, man, it was like it was just a it was just just a moment of grief. You know?
1: What, I mean, but that's the thing, right? Like grief, like grief, grief, grief. Like this was just like the constant throughout this movie. It was just like, like a hammering. I do. I will say there was a the, the levity that Mbaku did bring later on. When yes, he was talking about Shuri. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh sure she's you know she's uh you know been captured she's doing like oh uh, glory to hanuman i'm sure our queen will reward her by removing <laughs> <Yeah>. her.
0: <laughs> by banishing her <laughs> oh man no no that's yeah for sure all
1: right so let's let's talk about riri because of course all of this you know is kind of surrounding the the uh, she's kind of the MacGuffin to some extent of this movie, right? Like uh, uh, t- uh, Namor is is wanting to take her out because she has this way of tracking vibranium. And by removing her, she's no longer a threat to him as well as Wakanda as well. So he sees this as he's really, he's trying to help uh, both of them. And then also kind of, you know, doesn't want to get in the way of, of his, his larger efforts. Um, Dominique Thorne. Uh, okay. So loved, loved her, um, yeah. loved her. I, I got to say, man, so much of of the problems that I have with this movie, like if I if I'm going to get like into the nitpicking and and just mm-hmm. overall, really comes into the third act from a lot of different angles. And I liked her first suit; I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Big Bad Beetleborgs back in the day, or were you a was that was that a little after your time?
0: Uh, I was a little after. I'm vaguely familiar though. I don't know.
1: I don't know why. I don't know if it was Feige or Kugler or whoever, whoever thought that calling Saban entertainment to come and do like the suits for the third act of this movie. Mm. I, it was a little like the midnight angels. Like I was, everybody's super stoked for the midnight Angels showing up. I was super stoked for them to be, yeah. To yeah. be introduced. Those suits looked like they stepped off of power Rangers circa like 19, yeah. you know, six, like this is, and, and we're, we're in the 2020, 20, 20, 20 Twenty twenties, and and we've had Thanos, and we've had Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like the special effects that Marvel has been putting out. I, I know that we have the post pandemicness of everything going on, and I realize that's all kind of coming together and everything else. But man, I really felt like I am telling you, she looked like a big bad Beetleborg. And our listeners yeah. that know what I am talking about know exactly what I am talking about, and that was that was really disappointing.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a huge step forward. <laughs> In, in, in that aspect, for sure, I, I can't. I can't say that any better than you did. I, I, I hate to say it, that, yeah. the Beetleborgs might have actually looked a little bit better, honestly,
1: because I think that that you could see kind of some like you know uh, rustication on on their armor, whereas this one was yeah. a little too polished overall, and you <laughs> know it looks. I just oh man, I'm hoping that by the time that she gets to like, I was very happy when Shuri's like, "You can't keep that suit." I was like, "Yes, Shuri, yes, thank you." <laughs> Yes, yeah, she, she will. She will oh, be <laughs> oh, but The Midnight man. Angels, I thought about it when they when we saw the, the costumes there, too. And I was like, man, is this okay? Is <laughs> All right. A big villain of phase four as a whole, in my mind, has kind of been Disney Plus with some of the way that these series have maybe been causing a little bit of confusion for some people going into the movies. And then also kind of weirdly influencing perhaps some of the budgetary decisions. For example, maybe the reason the Midnight Angels costumes look like they were built on a TV budget is because they're made for an upcoming TV series.
0: You know which, what? That's a good point.
1: Right. And it just seems like, I don't know. I, I I wish that I wish a little bit more polish had been put. I mean, it's not just the costumes. I think.
0: Yeah. Some of the, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You brought it up. So I'm just going to say it. I am not a fan. I'm not a big fan of the Disney plus series. Mm. A lot of them. I I feel like, so, if they were going to be used as bridges, right, or ways in which you could get these dynamic backstories
1: mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and or teasers about what is to come, then I'm all about it. But I feel like, overall, they've taken away from the MCU. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it strikes me again, you know, it's just, you know, my opinion as it's it's become a bit watered down. Mm. Um, and so I, I don't know if that's kind of like an oversaturation effect, but it also, I believe, inhibits the ability to have that continued cohesiveness that the MCU has been known for. In the past, yes, yes, yes. Right, you know the manner in which it was. You know, it, it was, it was, it was tight. It was, it was the the way in which they fed into each other and just fit together. And and, and then I also think that the element of mystery is good. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, for, for some of those things. And so, yeah, I'm with you hundred percent on that. That's my little Disney plus soapbox. I'll get down. It's,
1: it's been, no, it's good. I mean, like, it's been hit or miss. It has been definitely hit or miss. I think that it's, I applaud them for trying something different. You know, I think that, I think that there's something to be said for leaning into kind of different ways in which we engage with the story. And I think that's cool, but I think you're right. I think a better, better way of doing it is kind of like, you know, kind of expanding the universe through that as opposed to like intersplicing some required viewing with some not required viewing and treating them both as if they're the same thing just makes for a bit of a com- confusing you know overall setup. Yeah. I will say this though this to me Wakanda Forever is the first phase four movie that did not feel like a phase four movie and felt a lot more like a phase two or three movie. For like sure. I felt like we were, we were reentering into a world and a space that was familiar while also mm-hmm. expanding it mm-hmm. in the right kind of way. Whereas so much of phase four has been, it's been new, which is good. I mean, new is good. I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it. I would actually argue that like overall right now in terms of phase four, I would say that kind of forever, not accounting for Spider-Man no way home, which was really in a league of its own, like Wakanda Forever really is like one of the more marvelous movies. Like it's 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 probably top tier overall, but that's not quite saying much given where it falls in the overall layout of things. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Let's talk about the world that they expanded here. So you mentioned, of course, that in the comics, Namor connected with Atlantis. A, a huge reimagining here. Uh, I kind of transforming it into telecon uh what are your thoughts like what, what did you uh what was kind of your feelings there or you know did you think this this
0: take worked i so th- there are there's a way in which i appreciate what they did there but i'm honestly dude i'm such a fan and a, a stickler about holding to the narrative in print you know oh no (laughs) in some ways man and i'm like what's wrong with atlantis like again Uh the the manner in which look the manner in which they portrayed it right i i think it's it, it was great it was depth it was backstory it was it was realistic historical context that resonated there was um An expansion in terms of ethnic representation and all of those things, and just bringing in more aspects. I get it, I get it, but uh, I I do have mixed feelings about it. You know, I can't say that I'm sold. It is
1: interesting. It felt like they were trying to do with kind of this reimagining of Atlantis, kind of create this kind of kind of an, an alternate Wakanda like a Mexican Wakanda to some extent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say it like that. That's what it felt like they were trying to do. And you know, I, I think regardless of whether or not it was successful, my biggest challenge, this is going to sound so dumb is that it's underwater. I had such a hard time. Like <laughs> con- and I'm serious. Cause like everybody's floating around. So it does like, and it's like, Oh, okay. Now I, Oh, oh, okay. Like it's just—I don't know. It felt like you know, even like Shuri as she's like floating around through the city in the in the pressure suit, which makes mm-hmm. sense. It all makes sense. But it was—it was kind of dark and underwater. I don't, you know, you and I—we play video games, and, and video games, there's always like some kind of like underwater level they introduce. It is always my least favorite level. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. So I guess, I guess I just really had a hard time getting that same sense. Whereas Wakanda felt like this special uncolonized kind of place in which the world could not get to like Talakan felt more like a, like a, like a hiding place to some extent. I mean, like it felt like, literally so, so you bring up, yeah. you
0: bring up a great point. So when he's taking her there, they're going deeper and I'm like, then deeper you know, yeah. then deeper. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And it, it's, and, and then when they're going over that crest, I'm like, all right, what are we going to see? You know, you know, I'm expect again, I'm still in Atlantis mode. Right. 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 So, and I'm thinking it's just going to be this beautiful immaculate, you, you know, and I'm not saying that it wasn't beautiful, but because it, it really was, um, for, for, for wh- what it was represented and all of those things. But it just, I was like, all right, don't take, all right. So it's going to, it's going to sound funny, bro. I was like, is this like an underwater Zion? What is this like? like, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> we are still here! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we... What are we doing, man? You know? Yeah, I, the yeah. machines are trying to us. They're drilling down. <laughs> it really did strike me like that, man. Uh, that's the first yeah. place my mind went, bro. You know? But again, that's, oh, that's my head. Well, it's, it's, no,
1: <laughs> no, but I will say this. I mean, like, to, to the credit of what they're doing here, I think it's it's interesting. Because whereas Wakanda, like, the, the notion was this is a world, this was a, a, a space, a place, a nation that... Was never colonized. That was never, you know, touched by the outside world. Talakon is literally a people who have been forced out of their homes and and trying to yeah. find. You know what I mean? So it's a very yeah. different mindset
0: there. The other and thing in that way is, it makes perfect sense.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, you even think about like the the architecture, the technology. Because I I was sitting there in, in the theater. I was like, man, okay, so y'all been down here for a long time, but you haven't really updated anything. Like this looks like you just kind of plopped a you know uh, kind of an aztec all of these different kind of architectural places and kind of plopped them under sea and there we mm-hmm. haven't seen like a nation of people that have kind of innovated and that's really like whereas you go to wakanda and it's afrofuturism you know what i mean like it's completely yeah. like yeah. it's it's yeah. it's Again, the beauty of Wakanda in the first movie is that it was this, it was this almost pseudo dream world, right? Like it gave, it gave the space to dream about what advancement looks like without kind of the, the colonizing history of, of the rest of the planet. Right. And so I don't know. I just, I, I've had a hard time connecting with telecon as a whole.
0: Yeah, definitely. A again, so my, my expectations were just different and the manner in which Wakanda is portrayed and the manner in which Telecon is portrayed, I just thought there would be uh, like that same kind of feel to it. Like, man, this is just this amazing, you know, but for according to that particular narrative for a place that was birthed um, in isolation, a forced isolation. Right. Exactly. Uh, versus a place that was founded, you know, the, the history of Wakanda founded upon this amazing um, substance, you know, the most one, and most advanced substance known to humanity um, and the manner in which society, technology and the entire system and way of life was built upon. Yeah, definitely a big difference.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Telecon had that too, right? Because they had it underwater. But even then it's like... I just have so many questions. I feel
0: yeah, you talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I could use a Disney plus series explaining a little bit
0: more. <laughs> as to what's going on. Uh, they're going to do it. They probably, said it now will. they probably will.
1: But I mean, like, you know, this being said, you know, our Latin listeners might like say like, Oh, you know, you are totally missing X, Y, and Z. And if so, by all means, let us know that we may have missed.
0: You know, that's but, a great point. Uh,
1: yeah. We've talked about uh, all, but I think two characters that we really need to dive into here. And Let's first go to the return briefly, briefly, of Michael B. Jordan from the ancestral plane. Hmm. So, as we are turning the corner, you know, Shiri, she's she's created the synthetic uh, heart shaped herb. She She's doing the ritual. And by the way, just the whole scene around that is fantastic. Like, she's like, no, don't, you don't have to do all the special stuff. Like, you know, like, and yet at the same time, you see, like, Nakia is still like, putting the chance in and like inviting mm-hmm. Riri into doing the chance as well. It's like this really, it's very interesting. They do, they perform the ritual. She goes into the ancestral plane. We see her, she's in the throne room, which has a lot that could potentially be unpacked. We see that somebody is sitting in the throne. Aaron, when she started turning, who did, like, what did you expect to see? Listen, who or what did you expect to see in, in that? Chart?
0: My heart, like, my heart probably beat the fastest during that scene Mm -hmm. because everything up until that point that we had seen about the ancestral plane, like even, you know, how beautiful T'Challa's first scene was there. Hmm. Um, And just how packed with meaning and inspiration and, and beauty and legacy and even Killmonger, um for for him it was it 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 was a scene that humanized him Hmm. and you you saw him as 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 a son and not as a mercenary my heart was beating that way too he saw himself that way right? right so i'm looking and i'm like okay i don't see the outline of the queen's headdress right right <laughs> I'm right. Thinking, right, right, I'm, right. Like, I'm like I'm like man did they do something did they do something with Chadwick did they do something? like how are they gonna y- y- you know like I was yes. like what's good and then it was him bro that was listen that was the biggest curveball I've ever been thrown <laughs> <laughs> in a movie you right. know because you consume enough entertainment we like to pride ourselves on I can see where this is going and I right, think you right, know I can right. figure this out bro I did not see that coming. I didn't see anything about that scene coming. It was jolting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was... So I think I think the choice for it to be Killmonger was fantastic. And I was right there with you because my heart was beating as well because I was like, they better not have done like a CGI
0: Chadwick. Yeah, dude. I was like, like I was... I was you know, not going to be okay with that. <laughs> well, like, it'd be like, you know, I don't want to lose the, use the term lightly, but like sacrilegious,
1: you know? dude, that's what it was. It, yes, exactly. And like, this, that's why I was like, mm, I, because of the way that I was kind of feeling already very conflicted about like what I've shared before about the mouse monetizing, you know, mm-hmm. grief around Chadwick's death. Like I was like, they did not. They did. I will walk. I won't walk out because I <laughs> want to see the movie. But I, I, yeah. I, 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 I will want to walk out. <laughs> and of course, but then there's that all this. There's also that achingness of like. But I do kind of want to see him. Like I really kind of want Shuri yeah. to be with Shala right now. And so, of course, they turned the corner and like you said, the biggest like curveball. And I had a suspicion that that character was going to pop up somewhere. And. It made sense that this would be the moment. Hmm. I
0: love it. Yeah. 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 So she is, you know, part of the background of Shuri's character is that that I think the portrayal of her again as a little girl, genius, playful kind of thing, you know, detracted from was that she is someone who has a very strong sense of justice. Yes. And, you know, she's she's a wild card. And and with that sense of justice, it did make great sense that that. so like if and, and, and honestly, dude, this is the first time that I saw the heart-shaped herb have like a, a ring effect, if you will, right? Hmm. Where it's about like bringing out, your deep desires. Oh, interesting. You know, that you can't, you you know, like T'Challa desired to see his father and that's who he got to meet. Well, Killmonger desired, you know, that's what drove him. So, you know, uh, and he saw his father. And so you got to see the reality of how strong that sense of justice and what had become this, this like fierce vengefulness in, in Shuri, and it manifested in her seeing Killmonger. That's like, why
1: I had never thought about it from that. But I, you were so right. you yeah. were so right. Like she, like it's it's that grief. We see that she can't figure out what to do with her grief. And so when she goes to that moment of the heart-shaped herb of, of the ancestral plane, more more than wanting to see her brother, she wants something to do with this grief.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it worked (laughs) like, like after the initial shock, the, the, you know, the way he engages her and what he says, I was like, huh, this makes sense.
1: This makes sense. I need to rewatch this scene. Like I need to rewatch this scene. Cause I remember afterwards thinking like, I don't know. Shuri is kind of like, like a second Killmonger type. I just, I don't really see, like, I, I get it. She's mad, but like. I I just, I was having a hard time like seeing, it felt, hmm, it felt more story driven than, than character driven in that moment for me. And so I was, I I was, I was struggling with that, but I like, I hadn't really considered what was going on from that standpoint. And so I might need to rewatch this scene. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It was shot beautifully.
0: Um, Oh, for sure. For sure. The
1: throne room on fire, of course, very Mm -hmm. reminiscent of. You know, uh, Killmonger burning the heart-shaped herb. Um, fantastic, well, well used cameo. <laughs> very, very much a cameo, but very much well used.
0: Yes, yes.
1: All right, and then finally, man, we got to talk about Nakia. Uh, Nakia, of course, brought back in. Very much missed, I think, in the first part of this movie. Glad when she did uh, show back up. Um, I think a lot of folks were kind of hoping. Speaking of that heart-shaped herb scene, that she would actually be the one to take it. Which I still, I don't. <laughs> Like I love Lupita too. Like don't get me wrong, but yeah, like, I, yeah. like I also understand. Like Nikia's not going to become the Black Panther.
0: No, no. <laughs> yeah, she so, has no desire to stay within the borders of Wakanda. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like that's just not that's not her thing at all. Like literally, she yeah, she yeah. she left. Um, obviously, she comes into the movie at a, at a crucial time. She she's you know kind of that uh, you know returned back to you now at the turn of the tide right. She's she's here. Mm-hmm. Um, they need, they need a protector. They need somebody to go get their princess. Uh, she comes in, she saves the day. She helps Sharia along. gives her a pep talk, helps, you know, set her back on the right path and is in many respects, her family. She is essentially a sister-in-law to her regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, how well she might know that. Um, and so seeing we, I think we've needed, we needed more family because so much family was, is lost throughout this movie. And so seeing that connection, I think was really important. That being said, the choice, I'm assuming you stayed for the end credits.
0: Yes, I did.
1: Okay. All right. So, so you know, obviously at the end of this movie, we discovered that uh, sometime pre-snap, uh, if I'm doing my math correctly, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it would seem that Nakia and T'Challa had a son, a secret son, a secret son that even Shuri didn't know about. Um, but Ramunda clearly did. Uh, you know, there was that moment actually right before mm-hmm. she died. She was like, something you something need to know about your brother. I had forgotten about that line right until that moment. I was like, oh yeah, I bet this was it. So what what are your thoughts, man? Uh, we've, we've got T'Challa Jr. Uh, well,
0: okay, man, from a sentimental standpoint, you know, it really tugged at my heartstrings. Right. In um, in terms of like, wow, you know, this is like, especially when he says, she says, you know, he tells her who he is. Mm, and he says, mm-hmm. I am Prince T'Challa, mm-hmm. son of King T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, you know it, it was a pretty cool moment, man, for sure. And I I don't know if I'm a fan, though. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, all the way. <laughs> all the way. Right? And I know that may sound a little weird to the people who are listening, but you know, again, you know, cause I'm I'm just kind of, you know, I'm real rigid in my, like, again, you know, stickler for the prince of all that. Anyway, so it was it was a beautiful moment. What made it beautiful was it, it continued the theme of legacy. Not only did it continue the theme of legacy, but we 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 see Shuri get to grieve mm. and then we get to see her with her nephew, like this sense of hope for the future and a major part of her brother remaining after she had lost both her brother and her mom.
1: Right. The gift of family after we've lost so much family. Right. Uh,
0: Like that part was really, really, really just awesome. Uh, The the part that I found, like, again, I'm like, okay, so what are y'all going to do with this though? (laughs) that was like, that was my thought. So like beautiful moment. And I really did appreciate it, but my mixed feelings come from like, what are we going to do with this in the future? Because now you've written a son into the narrative. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. You you can't write him out now. Like, like we, you know, and and so you've written a son into the narrative and, you know, I've got like, and so I'll share a quick theory, then I'll toss it back to you. But so, so, so here's the thing. We have seen this massive youth movement in these in, in phase four that begin in yes. phase four, right? Yes. This yes. massive youth movement. Um with with the with with torches being passed, batons being passed, however you want to, you know, phrase yeah. it. Yeah. Um we've been witnessing that. And I'm thinking, all right, are they like and then with the introduction of Ironheart? Um, I'm like, are we going for a young Avengers kind of, Oh, definitely. You know, like, definitely, like, 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 yeah, so are, are, are we about to push the young Avengers? That's going to be the next Disney plus series. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I so, mean, I hope
1: yeah, that's the yeah, next movie yeah. franchise, hopefully, but yeah, yeah no,
0: yeah. I think that, 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 that was my, that was my, that was my thought coming out of it. You know, that my mixed feelings, you know, like it was, you mm-hmm. know, it was a setup, like what are you going to do? You know, but then I was like, okay, young Avengers. That That's where my mind went.
1: Okay, see okay this ah, yes it feels like it felt like a business decision like don't get me wrong like mm-hmm. like i agree The cathartic moment that that provided for Shuri and, you know, seeing her kind of, you know, even though she's the aunt, like there's this like this big sister, little brother type of energy that's kind of reflecting on, you know, what she had with her brother. And that was, it was really, it was precious and it was sweet and it was tender. And after so much loss, I remember when my my wife's brother died, my wife's brother died of cancer, like right before my eldest daughter was born. And this this combination of kind of the grief of loss of family that's mixed in with the joy of like this this entering new family that's it's life you know it's like literally life all coming together
0: yes yes for sure
1: but it felt like we need another T'Challa mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marvel Incorporated Disney <laughs> Walt Disney yeah, and so yeah so therefore because here's the thing I cannot believe that T'Challa that we saw from Black Panther. Had a secret child that he kept away from Wakanda after all that mess with Killmonger. Yeah, yeah. Like what? What? Like I'm sure there's a great retcon explanation for what they'll Disney Plus, but still, like I'm like, wait a minute. Now we had this whole movie about like Wakandan children like growing up outside of Wakanda, mm-hmm. and like like who could have Killmonger been had he been raised as the prince that he was. Exactly. And so I get it. The kid knows he's a prince, but so did so did Killmonger. And I get it. He's in uh Haiti. so he's in Haiti.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. So he's not he's not, he's not in uh He was on the he was Oakland. He was on the West Oakland. Coast That's right. Yeah. So
1: not in Oakland, you know. So I get it. Different, but still. That just doesn't seem I just I I can't I, I have a hard time, like, like, oh, we wanted him to grow up away from the pressures of the throne, like the pressure of the throne. I'm like, wait, what? No, Listen, no. Wakanda dude. kings and queens are raised for that, like, like, prepared for that. Like, that's a anyway, that's a feature, not a bug. I'm just, yeah. I think that's that was a weird,
0: weird decision. T- 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 Out of all the theories that we had, mm. would they recast the character? Would they mm. resurrect Killmonger? Would it be Mbaku? Then it's like, I was like. They chose to, and then to have the same name, to have the same. And I'm like, that's how they recast him. They recast T'Challa by him having a son. But when you do begin to peel back and look at the, it it, it doesn't make (laughs) a lot of sense in some ways, you know, when you start to like, okay, but this happened, this happened. And, you know, because even watching, so we knew that. T'Challa and Nakia, they cared for each other deeply, you know, but personally, I was always left with the impression that it was just, it was a deep friendship, but there was also a mutual understanding that as much as they cared for each other, it just wasn't going to work. Right. You know? And it was, you know, mutual respect and admiration and understanding in terms of their arcs in life and ambitions and goals and identities. And it just wasn't going to work. And so, yeah, the, the, it it just, it, for them to have the secret child, it just doesn't jive with the rest of the, the things that had taken place up until that point and the dynamics that we had witnessed and the, the, the arcs and developments and the, the leanings of the characters that we had seen up until that point. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Hey, you know, but at the same time, maybe
1: we'll get a, you know, Black Panther and the young Avengers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not a bad thing. He's going to have to end up getting with the, you know, young storm, uh, a young storm. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You already knew what I was gonna say. Exactly. I
1: think. I think literally everybody who knew what was up like walked out of that like, ah, and that's how T'Challa ends up with Storm. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you cast Leficia as Nakia, and now mm-hmm. nobody wants him to end up with anybody than Nakia. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. All right, I see it. All right, that makes sense. All yeah. right, so they do, man. This this is where you know it all kind of all comes to an end. We see Shuri has essentially abdicated the throne. Mbaku it appears that he is now the king of Wakanda, which is an interesting layout. I think you mentioned that partic- particular world leader from Latveria who may or may not be popping up in the near future. I mm. do think an allyship of Namur and Talokan with an Mbaku led Wakanda versus Latveria would be a very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a story for to sure. explore, for sure. Um, and so you know, we'll we'll see where where that where that ends up taking us. But uh, yeah, um, overall, man, curious. Out of five, what would you give it?
0: Out of five, I would. I'd give it four.
1: Okay, <sighs> I feel so conflicted about it. That third act was rough, man. Like the battle scene was yeah. an odd choice. I just, it was. God. It was very odd. The first two, like that's the thing. The first two acts. I really enjoyed. I loved getting back into Wakanda, even in the midst of all the grief. There was still so much beauty and so much, like, you know, just exploring Mm -hmm. the world, seeing, you know, uh, Ramunda, especially like interacting with the UN was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Shuri's journey of like early on, I was really there for. I I thought that was really powerful. I liked Riri. I know some people didn't like Riri. I liked Riri. Um, And I think with more time, she could do some really great things with the character. Yes. But um, yeah. I think after they killed Ramonda, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this yeah. movie anymore. Yeah. It was, yeah.
0: I know we don't have time. We didn't get into the fight scene. No, man, how we've
1: gone you? way, we've gone way too long. Look, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll get a chance to uh, to revisit, and uh, you know, we need we need to give Tyler yeah. a chance to, to share his thoughts as
0: well. So I know he has lots.
1: Oh, come on! He's probably For listening sure. to this, just like yelling at us right now. Oh. <laughs> Also, uh, Martin Freeman and Julie Louise Dreyfus were also in this movie. All right, man. This was so much fun. Really enjoyed getting that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, bro. I just want to tell our listeners, if you go back and you listen to previous episodes, we called this before it ever even (laughs) happened. When we were watching Endgame and they talked about the earthquakes beneath the surface of the water at sea, I was like, yes, there it is. And people looked at me like I was crazy, but it happened. Anyway. All right. I had to get off my chest.
1: No, that's good. That's good, man. That's absolutely good. Well, hey, hopefully y'all enjoyed this. Uh, uh, Be sure to uh, leave us a review on iTunes and all that kind of great stuff. Be sure to check out The Witness BCC for more content. Man, Aaron, it is so good to hear your voice and for you to be uh, back uh, stateside. And uh, man, just uh, love you so much, brother. Thank you so much for making the time and appreciate you. Uh, Yeah. I mean, hey, this is your show as much. I don't know why I'm like this. I just feel like I haven't seen you. in
0: Listen, it's so good to be back, bro. It's so good to be back and safe and sound.
1: You know, so overall, it's a complicated movie, but we really enjoyed talking about it. So, hey, Aaron, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever.
0: This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit EnneagramAndMarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.